Hello, and welcome to another Sermon Q&A podcast. I'm sitting here with Pastor Joey. Uh, we'll be discussing questions from his sermon last Sunday on the Tower of Babel, just talking about um, man's des- sinful desire to exalt himself above God and to try to reach God um, by building up himself and God intervening and stepping in and, and dispersing the nations and um, the ramifications of that being God intervening on behalf of man to uh, be gracious in not allowing man's depravity to increase um, as, as a unified culture. So um, thanks for being here, Pastor Joey. Yes, sir. We'll jump right into the questions here. Um, as I find it. The first question here we have is, um, in, in your sermon, you mentioned um, the book, The Shack, and the movie, The Shack, talking about um, how this, this uh, the concept of God that's being t- presented in, these, in the book and in the movie should upset Christians, should upset believers, because it's an inaccurate portrayal of who God is. Um, and the question is coming, uh, uh, wondering why the movie was so wrong, because it includes messages about God's love, um, forgiveness, sin, um, faith, judgment, um, and trying to, and is it wrong to reach an audience um, with these concepts? And, um, you know, I get essentially what's, 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 wrong, so wrong, what's about so wrong about that? Yeah. And I'm trying to reach the people with this message that the shack presents. Yeah. So I, I, first and foremost, I mean, what message are we winning them to? Right. And so I don't want to win someone with some counterfeit message. And I, and I don't, I don't want to assume the role of God and modify what the scriptures say and think that if I modify what the scriptures say, it's going to appeal to a broader audience because what we're doing is appealing to carnality. I'm, I'm not a, you, you can't appeal to carnality. You, you, you have to, um, uh, the things that you say need to be grounded and tethered to truth, and that truth is the scripture, and and so I don't want to modify that. I don't want to. I don't want to tweak that. Um, the reason why I brought the shack up, or uh, you know, mentioned in some services, I don't think I mentioned it at every service, but the you know, books like Heaven Is Real, stuff like that, um, is what's going on there. I see a direct parallel to what was going on in Genesis chapter eleven. Uh, so I, I spent a considerable amount of time on Sunday talking about the rebellion and this works-based salvation and this arrogance and this pride, all this stuff that was going on in the hearts of the builders that were building the city and building this uh, tower that they believed would reach up to the heavens and, and reach up to God. It started with a misbelief about God. It, it started with this wrong view of God that morphed into uh all kinds of wickedness and all kinds of depravity that led them away from God, not to God. And so we can't assume... So the shack and books like it, they don't lead people to God, they lead people away from God because the God that's being presented there, um, there's an underlining assumption by the author that isn't about God, that isn't rooted in Scripture. Um so, so that's a that's a big issue. And as believers whose hearts have been captivated by the gospel, uh, who have a who, who's who want 
believers that want God's Word to inform their beliefs and inform their behavior should be upset when books like that are published under the banner of Christian because there's nothing Christian about it, and it's deceptive um, uh, and, and can potentially lead people astray. And uh, it, uh, this this year... I was actually looking through this book, but the author of The Shack, uh, I think his name is William Paul Young, I believe. Um, he just came out with a new book. Uh, and, and just as a side note before I get into that, The Shack was not intended to be, like, even though it's a work of fiction, it was meant to communicate things about God. Mm-hmm. And so it's different from Chronicles of Narnia in, in the sense of uh, Aslan, the lion in Chronicles of Narnia, is a Christ-like figure, but C.S. Lewis never says, this is Christ. Right. Right? The shack is saying, this is God the Father, this is God the Son, this is God the Holy Spirit, and this is how they function and interrelate with one another. And you can trust this, and you can build a theology, a doctrine of God off of what I'm telling you. Uh, and the evidence of that is there have been Bible studies spent like he's done workbooks that small groups can do. There's, uh, I think it's called the Shack Revisited or something, and I'm scared to even say that because I'm scared somebody will buy that and then start working through that book. But I say all that to say his intention was to teach us something. It is a theological work, even though it's masked as f- fiction. Uh, and so we need to realize the, the the danger there. But this year he published a book, I believe it was this year, or, or it was toward the end of last year, I'm, I'm not sure which, but it's called lies that we believe about God. And so I just want you guys to be aware, because I care about you, of the theology that the author of this book embraces that permeates throughout this work of fiction that that he calls the shack. But in this book, Lies We Believe About God, chapter 2, um, one of the lies he says that we believe is that God is good and I'm not. And I'm going to read you a, a quote from his book, many of us believe that God sees us all as failures, wretches uh, who are tr- utterly depraved, but the reality is, he insists, is far different. Yes, we have crippled eyes, but not a core of ungoodness. We are true, we are right, but we're just ignorant and stupid, acting out of the pain of our wrongheadedness, hurting ourselves, others, and creation. Blind but not depraved is our condition. So right out of the gate, there falls the depravity of man, right? That, that's already a doctrine that he's, he's rubbing against um, what the Scriptures say. Another chapter, lies we believe about God. God is in control. Do we actually believe, and again, these are his words, not my words, do we actually believe we honor God by declaring God the author of all this mess in the name of sovereignty and omnipotent control? Some religious people and Christians are often among their ranks, believe in grim determinism, which is fatalism with personality. There falls the sovereignty of God. Next, God is a Christian is a lie that we believe about God. Believing or trusting is an activity, not a category. The truth is that every human being is somewhere on the journey between belief and unbelief. Even so, we perpetuate the categories of believer and unbeliever. Rather than seeing people as being believers or unbelievers, we should understand that we're all on the same path, but we're in different locations. Uh, It's universalism, which he promotes all throughout this book. Um, uh, Another myth that we believe, according to him, you need to get saved. Um, And so he turns to salvation here. He says, so so what is the good news? What is the gospel? The good news is not that Jesus has opened up the possibility of salvation and you've been been invited to receive Jesus in your life. 
The gospel is that Jesus has already included you into his life and his relationship with God the Father. What or who saves me? Either God did in Jesus or I saved myself. If any way I participate in the completed act of salvation accomplished in Jesus, then my part is what actually saves me. And he goes on to ask this question here. He says, are you, suggesti- are you suggesting that everyone is saved, that you believe in universal salvation? Again, these are Paul, William Paul Young's words. That's exactly what I'm saying. Here's the truth. Every person who's ever been conceived was included in the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. The, the list goes all on and on and on and on where he, he denies that hell exists. Uh, he denies that the cross was God's idea to provide for uh, our salvation. Um, uh, he, uh, another myth that, that Christians, according to Young, believe sin separates us from God. He said, by no means is that the case. And so this is the theology. I say all that, and I, I know I'm spending a little bit more time than I typically do on the questions, but I say all that to say, this man has a worldview and a theology that's not rooted in the scriptures that's going to come out in every piece of literature that he writes. And so Christians have no business filling their minds with that. Um, and we should be vocal about the unbiblical ideas that are in those types of books. Um, and we should have discernment enough if we are filling our minds with truth we should have discernment that those things should pop out to us as as believers, um, and so I uh, I'm I'm a bit passionate about that, and and I, I would hope that Christians are because these people have the audacity. People like Young are arrogant and prideful enough to try to fashion God into their own images, and so who you know whoever sent this question in that kind of listed. Some of the things that, you know, it, it, and people knowing about forgiveness and about the Trinity, all, about uh, redemption, about judgment, those are good things. Amen, those are good things. Those things are not present in the shack the way that the Scripture defines them. Uh, and so, yeah, I want people to know about those things, but they're not going to know about those things the way the Scripture um, communicates those things by reading the shack. On the contrary, they're going to be pushed further away from biblical truth. Uh, and the Apostle Paul says, if anybody comes preaching a different gospel, let him be accursed. Uh, and so I'm passionate about it because this guy's preaching a different gospel. It's not a Christian gospel. It has no business belonging in a Christian bookstore. Recently, Lifeway Publishers uh, thankfully pulled it from their shelves, but not without some pressure being put on them. So, uh, And I put other books in. Uh, Heaven is for real. I mean, I could go on and on with all these different books that are written by these prosperity gospel, that are written by people that want fame, that are written um, by people that are seeking to um, profit off of a work of fiction that they claim is from God himself. I mean, I think the church... In general, at least in America, we've dropped our guard yeah. against that type of stuff. And you see uh, Scripture warning over and over again about yeah. wolves in sheep's clothing and, yeah. and false teachers and people wanting to have their ears tickled. And we as Christians have bought into this lie that if it's if they talk about Jesus, then it's fine. Yep. And that's not what Scripture teaches. Yep, uh, sure. Even you see in the, in the book of Acts how... The Bereans go back and search the Scripture to make sure what they're being taught is indeed consistent with what the Bible teaches, and 
we don't do that. I mean, that and that goes for anything that even comes out of um, coastal. Yeah, if yeah, Pastor Sean or Pastor Joey or yeah. Pastor Andrew say something that goes against what God's Word teaches, man, we need to we need to be willing to uh, hold them accountable to that. Absolutely. Be a Berean. Yeah, be a Berean. If we if we were more like that, then things like the Shack and other books that teach false things about God wouldn't have the status they do in our culture. Um, and just like um, this book with the sh- the Shack being pulled from life, the, the books that that Rob Bell yep. published before Love Wins, yep. you could go into Lifeway. You could and go into Lifeway and purchase, and you can and, still go into Lifeway and purchase some. You can purchase a TD yeah. Jakes book. Who doesn't yep. even believe in the Trinity? Yeah. I mean, there's some stuff in Lifeway. Just because it's in Lifeway does not mean it's safe. Yeah, they're not. You, they're not going to do their discerning for you. You got to do your own discerning. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, there are times where they pull they yeah. pull Rob Bell books. They yeah. they pull. It the wasn't shack until Rob and, Bell went as far as saying the universal belief that the universalist belief that everyone's going to go to heaven yep. that they pulled it. Yep. And before that, he had books that had questionable things doctrinally yep. in them, denying the virgin birth yep. and, and things Velvet like that. Elvis denied the virgin birth, and, and that, w- that that sat on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, for sure. This this goes right into our next question yeah. here, and I would say just one. One more thing too. If you want to know about the Trinity, right? Read a read John Frame's yeah. systematic theology on the Trinity. Don't read the Shack, right? Yeah. If you want to know about the Trinity, read the Forgotten Trinity by James White. Like I could give you some list of some really good books if you want to know biblically the God that you worship. Mm-hmm. Don't go to the Shack and don't go to books like it for for that. Yeah. Um, Fill your mind with something that's true. Fill your mind with something, with a work that's informed by the Word of God, not that is um, misconstruing it. And At that point, it's a, it's a false religion. Yep, it's absolutely. a cult. It's, it's not Christianity. Yep. Um, and, because there's plenty of re- religions out there that teach love and forgiveness. And, yep, for sure. Um, those people are going to, are, yep. uh, apart from the gospel, are going to die and spend an eternity separated from God. Yep. Um, so the next question here ties in ties in what we've been talking about. Um, speaking about books that are popular amongst Christians that, that communicate heretical ideas about God, how can a Christian grow in wisdom and discernment in choosing resources to study, and what can we as leaders in the church practically do to protect our people from reading harmful books and encourage them to read solid books? And we've already covered how Lifeway, resources like christianbook.com um, or their catalog, they're not going to do the discerning for you. Yeah, uh, and so some of it is, one, you need to be filling your mind with the truth of God's Word so that you can sniff it out for yourself. Um, uh, some practical, tangible things. One of the things we've tried to do at Coastal is you can go to our website, gocoastal.org. You can go to the resource tab, and you can go to this tab that says books, and you can uh, find hundreds, I think, at this point, right? Um hundreds of books that we have combed through, that we've read, that we've been influenced by, uh, that we recommend wholeheartedly. Uh, um, and, and certainly, I want, again, be a Berean and test it, but um, we've tried to put a, uh, uh, make a safe place for you to find gospel-centered resources. And so that's one place you can go. Um, read some old dead guys. I know that I, I get made fun of for, for this, but uh, I read a lot of the Puritans. Um, I, those guys um, were scared to say something that wasn't biblical, and it's evident. Uh, they, they, they were, their doctrine fueled their devotion to God, and so the way that they talk about these lofty thoughts about God um, 
really warms my heart. Like, it's not just some academic, cold, clinical conversation about the God of the Scriptures. It's warm. It's devotional. um, It it edifies me. And so a a good publishing label to to check out is the Banner of Truth Trust. That's a a real solid um, publisher that that, um, really seeks to publish content that's grounded in the Word. Um, you and I were recently at a conference. Or you're probably looking them up, aren't you? The um, uh, it's it's Joel Beakey's publishing label, Ref- oh, Reformation, Reformation Heritage mm-hmm. Books, um, mm-hmm. is is something that he actually tells you. Our goal was to publish resources that every single resource we publish you can trust because it's grounded in yeah. God's Word, and I, I appreciate that so much. Um, you know, Crossway's a good publisher. You know, I was going to also. Um, the Westminster Bookstore, WTSBooks.com, they um, have a ton of biblically sound resources that they try to... So their main competitor is Amazon. So yeah. they're trying to compete with the pricing Amazon offers, so they're going to try to give you a discounted price and everything. But they're not just putting anything right, up there. They've yeah. combed through everything to the point where the MacArthur Study Bible, I bought that as a Christmas gift for my wife. It had a disclaimer on it that said... We don't believe everything that, that, he, that he teaches in this Bible, and he's a solid teacher, yeah, yeah, but he's a yeah. dispensationalist, so he disagrees with them on yeah. their eschatological views, and they put that in there. So they're going to put things that, they are, that they've combed through and they believe are trustworthy. Yeah, yeah. And, and then still, again, I mean, you, you said it, back it up, what is, it, what, what is Scripture? Is it, is it aligned with what Scripture is teaching? And um, that's how and you... And that takes legwork, right? I, so don't... I, I, you need to know your Bible. And so if you're a believer and you don't know, why? Yeah. Like, spend, spend some time knowing God's Word. If you, if you don't know where to start, get into a discipleship relationship with somebody that can help you understand the Scriptures, study the Scriptures. Most of you that are listening are probably in a small group, I would um, be willing to guess. But that's a great place to kind of work that stuff out, too. Um, but it does take some legwork. But, man... Don't don't we want to know? Don't we want to have an accurate picture of the God that we serve? Uh, and so I, I want my mind to be filled with truth. I don't want my I, there's enough there's enough lies out there that I can't yeah. avoid that I, I'm just going to drive by and see that I don't I don't want to spend. And there's too many good books out there that I want I don't want to read. And I read that just as a, I read the Shack cover to cover quite thoroughly because my unbelieving grandmother read it, and I didn't want her to be led astray by the poor doctrine in that book. And so I, I'm very familiar with the book. Um, but uh, there's too much good stuff. If you want to read a good work of fiction that's going to give you a clear picture of the gospel, read Pilgrim's Progress mm-hmm. by John Bunyan. I mean, <laughs> like, there's good stuff yeah. out there that... Uh, if, you're, great if you, works want, al- of if you want true allegory, yeah. read read the Chronicles of Narnia. Yep. Read, yep. That's um, an allegory. Read yeah. true fiction that's allegorical that still teaches you truths about who God is. Yep. Um, there's there's tons of great stuff out there yeah, for and, sure. Andrew Peterson has great stuff. Mm-hmm. It's allegory. Um, and you don't have saga. to. You don't have to read books that come from worldviews that that oppose what your worldview is, so you can have um, a solid defense. But you need to your, know they oppose you need to your know worldview. They oppose your worldview. Yes, they, you need, you need to, to know. know that. Yep. Yep. So if you go in, but with your eyes open, um, by all means, but don't. Yeah, if you're reading the shack for the purpose of understanding the distortions there, mm-hmm. praise God for that. Yeah. But man, if you we we need to work on our our discernment as mm-hmm. believers. So yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, last question we have here. Um, 
So basically, we're talking about um, the Tower of Babel, and your your message, one of the, the points was that God, which is right out of, of the, the Scripture in Genesis 11, where it talks about um, God look, coming and seeing what man is doing, unified as one, and intervening on and um, dispersing them, and then, you know, from one language we get many languages, and um, the question being is, what was God so uh, concerned about man accomplishing down the line if they had one language? The rest of Scripture gives the feel that man is nothing next to God, and one of his greatest judgments upon us is to give us over to our sin and allow us to do what our flesh pleases. What is so different about Babel that he had to intervene? Was the same uh, same thing? I would give the same answer for him intervening through the personal work of mm. Christ. Um, and so I spent some time in the sermon saying that him intervening, he wasn't afraid. Uh, God doesn't have an equal. Uh, him intervening was a grace. Uh, and so he could have left man to himself, and their depravity would continue to increase, absolutely. But in love, he chose to intervene. And so him um uh, making many languages and causing confusion and dispersion was a grace so that their wickedness would not increase. Uh, we're wicked enough speaking a bunch of different languages. Imagine how inventive we could be with our evil if we were if we had a unified tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, and their unified so tongue the was unified a part tongue from God in the gospel pre-flood in the pre-flood. Yep, yep. there's a unified tongue. And he destroyed the wickedness the earth. of man is so yep. great. God wiped him out. Yep. Absolutely, and so it, and so you need to look at that text as this is this is demonstrating the grace of God, because man was striving in unity and in rebellion against Him, and He could have wiped them out, but in love and grace and mercy, He caused confusion, uh, which I think we could argue forces us. One reminds them of. They are but dust, <laughs> and puts them in a position where they really do have to depend on the Lord mm-hmm. uh, to provide for them. And, and so it was an act of grace, and I'm thankful that the Lord didn't leave me to my own wicked desires and, and me heading 100 miles an hour in the wrong direction. God loved me enough to intervene in my life when I didn't want God, when I rejected God, when I was loving my sin, Um God looked down on me with grace and with mercy and with compassion, um, and he set himself to do that before the world was ever created. Uh, and so God wasn't taken by surprise by any of this. Uh, he saw this and uh, and still didn't just wipe us out, mm-hmm. but gives us grace. And so, so the short answer is grace. He did it because he's... He loves us, which is humbling. That's been the encouraging thing for me as we have, as we are wrapping up this series in the first part of Genesis. Is that you see the gospel from the very beginning, all of, over of the it, place, and it's it's you see God's grace and mercy to His people um, from the very beginning. You know, God was God was not taken by surprise by the sin of man, um, and the gospel and the cross were not. Plan B for yep. us. Yep. Um, it was that, always the plan. That was God's design, yep. and we are better off for it. Yep, um, for sure. So it's been a great series. Um, I've enjoyed the 
questions that we've received. We got this week. We got questions from new people, um, yep. some that have never yeah, sent in before. So we appreciate you guys sending those questions in. Um, part of um, discernment is wrestling with some of these things, and we're glad yep. that you guys asked these questions and and want to know more about um, the passage that has been preached on from the previous Sunday. Um, as always, send your questions into sermon questions at gocoastal.org. Just thinking about next week. Yeah, uh, it probably the baptism next, yeah, and, yeah and, probably the next few weeks we may be taking a break from the podcast just yeah. because of the name. We're doing a um, uh, we're having our baptism, Lord's Supper, baby child dedication service coming up this Sunday, and then um, and then we're going to be um, at Easter Resurrection mm-hmm. Sunday, and then we're going to do a short family se- series after that for about three weeks, and then we're going to begin our new series on First Corinthians, and we're going to preach through that in the summer. And so, what I'm thinking is we can pick it back up at the First Corinthians. Um, series, so we'll take a few weeks off, and uh, and then we'll be back at it again on a weekly basis to answer questions. So, yeah, you know, so please share this. I, you know, our prayer is that it's helpful, that it's an extension, a point of clarity. You can hear our heart um, uh, on a little bit more than just on Sunday morning. Your uh, the pastors are a bit more accessible to you as as Coastal grows our church, and um, but yeah, I hope it's edifying and. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Right. Thank you, guys.